Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and I'm so glad you're here today. Uh, here in the Midwest, we've had the strangest weather. I'm telling you, that polar vortex, was that something or what? <laughs> I just talked to someone from Florida today, and she said, we were okay. We were pretty comfy. It didn't get too bad. <laughs> uh, you did here in the Midwest. It wasn't as bad as our friends up north. It was kind of interesting. We talked to someone a day or two before. It got really stinking uh, cold there in Minnesota. And she said they had already had their children off for one day, and she said we expected to be two more days. Well, I'm sure it was more than that. And uh, um, we said, oh, blessings to you. And, of course, uh, then we got our uh, spit of uh, really uh, cold weather. We were very fortunate. We didn't get out. Uh, there was one day it was very icy, so we just decided to stop all that and reschedule some things. But um, you just have to be safe and warm uh, in this kind of weather. Be careful. Uh, it's still winter time. Uh, we're going to be having another uh, spit at it, I think, this coming weekend. Uh, I don't think it's going to be quite as bad as it has been in the past, but, you, ne- you know, you never know. Uh, weather is weather. So do be safe and warm. Do take precautions and always check on your neighbors and your pets. That's uh, what we say. And in our area in the Midwest, because we can't uh, drive too well in the, the snow, uh, we always tell people to stay off the roads the first day to let the uh, snow plows go through. And that it really does help uh, our town. Uh, we cut down on our accidents. Uh, we cut down on a lot of other issues. And sometimes the school system uh, calls the uh, day off for the kids to uh, stay inside and stay uh, safe. So uh, do uh, precautions. We're very fortunate we don't have a lot of these polar vortexes happening all the time. And so we can react to the situation. So be careful. And I have a plant that that uh, is in a real big pot uh, that we've got. And it's outside, and this is the first time, I think, after the polar vortex, I think uh, that pretty well polished it off, uh, bless its heart. But that's okay. I haven't checked in on the mint plant to see if it's okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we've bought so much mint over the years, and you'd think that I would know uh, whether it was tuberous or not, and it's still growing uh, periodically with little green leaves. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if it was still uh you know, grow for the springtime, I'm hoping, but I need to check on that since the polar vortex. So, um, interesting. Hmm. (laughs) Well, we wanted to touch base on a few things uh, that are important. Uh, In the Wall Street Journal, uh, they were mentioning that uh, there were more farm um, bankruptcies than since the year 2010. Now, remember uh, X amount of weeks back, I went ahead and told you that, um, like here in the Midwest, they basically grow corn and soybeans. And soybeans is really big for biofuel. Big business, big business. So um, the problem is is that, unfortunately, everybody else has caught on, and they are starting to build uh, more uh, opportunities for their farmers to sell to other nations uh, the soybeans. And uh, China's real big in that. Uh, Brazil likes to buy some more. So there's always that thing back and forth of who's going to sell who to what and how much. And um, so anyway, I still feel that we need to diversify more. Now, I had a, um, we've had several relatives in the decades past, uh, nothing recently. But um, we did have a, uh, a great uncle that had three farms, and he had uh, something for different – each farm was different. Uh, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same product. It wasn't the same whatever. 
So there has to be more diversification. And they also had an income stream from a great aunt of mine who back in the 60s, it was a rarity for a female to be uh, in a great position and make good money. And uh, so she was able to put her money into the the situation for helping things to run well. So um, uh, people have to think more outside the box. I know that people think, well, if I... Uh, just do farming and don't do anything else, then I won't look like I'm stupid or I won't look like I'm not making money. In my world in life, I don't care. I've always had usually minimum two or three income streams for X amount of years, uh, at least 20 years, I would say. So uh, that's just the way it is. Um, I had stalkers. They were always stealing from me. And so I always had to go around them. You have to be smarter than the uh, jerks. And uh, we always went around them. Uh, a lot of times we went out of uh, town, out of uh, state uh, to make money. And that's what I had to do. So, um, But I always had usually two or three income streams all at the same time. I always had an accountant and uh, had to uh, find out, you know, what expenses were what. And, and uh, you know, the laws changed about what you could take off for deductions and whatever. And um, so... You have to diversify. If I didn't diversify, who knows where I would have been. I would have had to leave town and, and go to a different state because I'm making money. Uh, the people that uh, stalk me don't want me to make money, and they are stealing. So, um, so, <laughs> so you have to be sm- smarter than the jerks. Uh, if they steal from you, there's a problem So uh, with those folks. So, um, so anyway... Uh, what people need to do is diversify, figure out different ways of making income streams uh, because the, the goal is to survive it. The goal is to make it. And I am a person that I like making money. So um, so bottom line, uh, I always had to find different avenues or different ways of making it work. And if it didn't work this way, I found another way to make it that way. So um, farmers are going to have to start doing this more. Uh, one guy that I read an article somewhere, uh, they've got a uh, trucking uh, business of some sort on the side. That's probably what he's going to be doing because, unfortunately, he lost his farm. So um, it's horrible what we're seeing, particularly when we've got great opportunities coming up with new trade deals coming. Uh, some of them are blaming it on that. I particularly don't think it is. Uh, it probably was for a section there, but they got subsidies for some of that stuff. So how can they say, you know, so it has to be the debt that they have, and it has to be the uh, understanding that uh, you have to diversify, period. My family always said, don't put your eggs all in one basket. And uh, we had several business owners in our in our family, and uh, it was a rarity that anyone just did one thing, and that was it. So uh, I didn't ever do it that way. I always had like two or three income streams. Sometimes I had four or more, and I'm hoping down the road in life that I can have more than that. But uh, you have to have different income streams to make it because there might be a low time, there might be a high time. So, yeah. Now you say, Mary, get back to food. We're here about food. <laughs> so what's important is that community gardens do feed into the system of food. We need more community gardens. Even though they say there's a saturation of food by these farmers, I don't go for it. I don't believe that for nothing. Because the last few years, particularly during Obama's uh, last part, we did not keep up with the rest of the world. The rest of the world was already telling their nations to go ahead and start growing more of their own food for themselves. So that means that we could not sell to them, okay, because they were growing more of their own food. So we were the ones that were behind the scale. And we had Russia that was growing uh, organics. They're going to be the, if they haven't already passed it, they're going to be the most uh, exporter of organic food in the uh, world. 
And you got China now that uh, because they had to react from their toxic land, uh, they've started using hydroponics and aquaponics because their farmlands nothing is zip. It's all toxic from being the uh, factory of the world. Um, they are starting to uh, surpass people also in the farming thing because they had to to be able to feed their own people. But they still need help with certain products. And uh, rice has been one that they've allowed uh, Americans to sell to. I think they hadn't in 30 years. So uh, the world's changing on the food industry part, but we have to particularly uh, be aware that uh, America has to really strive a little bit harder uh, to feed our own people, number one, and number two, to even make money at it in the world. Uh, again, for the last X amount of years of, of when Obama was in the uh, thing, those folks did not pay attention to the rest of the world or much that I could see of what was going on with these other nations. We have to for sure now. It's at that point now where farmers are being affected even more uh, because uh, we're not keeping up with what the changes are, the adjustments. So um, I think it's exciting that some places like Target are doing these uh, indoor garden uh, uh, things, uh, selling fresh items. I think it's great. I don't know how many more people, how many more chains are doing this, but uh, that's op- that's a great option. Uh, the farmers are going to have to also adjust to in whatever ways it means. I'm not in their industry, so I don't know what all it could mean, but I just know that product needs to uh, increase somehow. Um, but um, there's ways of making it work. In, uh, in Houston, they're getting ready. Uh, there's a changeover in one of their largest farmer's markets. And I can't remember the uh, name, so I'm not going to try the name. <laughs> but uh, they showed a video on that, and I'm telling you, it's impressive. It's a wide open space. It's not what I would see maybe, let's say, in a Seattle's market or maybe some other kind of thing you might find in New York City kind of thing. Uh, but it's an open-air farmer's market kind of thing and a place where people can come in with their their goods and sell their uh, things at tables or booths or whatever, just really kind of open and breezy, uh, try out different foods that are barbecued, that kind of thing, whatever. Um, I think it's a great thing, and it's a great place for people to meet each other and greet each other and sit down and have some fun, uh, good community stuff. So uh, good luck to them. I don't remember when it was going to be remodeled, but a capital group bought it. And uh, so they're going to remodel the whole thing and add stuff to it, as a matter of fact, to make it more uh, inviting. I think that's wonderful. And uh, they have some open space area, too, that you can fly kites or, you know, do stuff with kids. So um, I think it's going to be awesome. That's in Houston, Texas. All right, we're going to be right back, and we're going to go ahead and hit through some few things. Uh, But um, we're going to talk about food hubs also. I'm going to read push on that i kid you not because uh there's a great opportunity for us to get a lot of food hubs coming up in 2019 i do believe it and uh, we need your help in being able to make sure that people can have the opportunity uh if you come across someone so all right we'll be right back uh this is community garden revolution my name is mary hugel to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and I'm so very glad that you're here today. We're going to be talking about food hubs. That's a very important thing on my plate for 2019. We feed into, the community gardens feed into urban farms a lot, a lot. And a few years back, food hubs used to be really popular. This is about three or four years ago. And uh, we need to have more out there. 
there needs to be more. And the reason why is that we need to make sure that we can get uh, more fresh fruits and vegetables to the right places. This would be like schools. Uh, it could be like restaurants. It could be your um, hospitals. Uh, there needs to be a way for farmers to also feed into that because they have large distribution kind of areas, but they also need to sell to smaller things. That's why some of them have these stands along the highway, like where we are in the Midwest, and they sell uh, through farmer's market uh, things they put in their land. And we have some really awesome farmer's market places here. We really do. We're just really blessed. And we love it when we see the pumpkins in the fall. That is such a hoot, such a fun thing. And the watermelons and then, of course, the um, uh, cantaloupes. Oh, it is so fun to watch all that. And uh, then during the uh, time with corn and so that, we know when the t- corns are ready because we always watch the corn. And uh, we don't know whether some of them make it die off and become feed because they can sell it as feed. But um, it's just an exciting time uh, for us to see uh, the changes in the uh, seasons for the farmers. But we need to have more food hubs uh, because if the community garden folks can also make pocket chains or money, uh, then that's one for two. Uh, then it could also be a career down the road. And I've told you about the lady that's in our town that started out with one uh, hoop house that was big. She's now on her second one. We think she's laying ground now for the third one. She's making some dollars. She wouldn't be doing all that stuff if she wasn't making some dollars. And uh, I know it's probably a great opportunity for a family. She's got kids, so um, I'm sure she's trying to get up money for uh, college. So um, it's a great opportunity. A community garden not only feeds the the mind, the soul, of course, for food, your stomach, uh, but it also gives the opportunity for people to have potential uh, careers. We know that from prisons. They get certification for the different work that they learn uh, if they're using community gardens, uh, and also the money that they save uh, by selling out to their uh, local towns the produce that they produce. Uh, but um, it also gives an opportunity for people to uh, be able to stand on their feet, and that's what I'm about. Uh, stand on your feet and go forward. Again, I had a situation uh, I've had for X amount of years where I have stalkers. And I'm not interested in their drugs, and I'm not interested in their people to sleep around with or what. I don't care. Um, they can all drop dead to me. So um, the thing is you have to be able to stand on your own, and that's what I like doing. I get I get hits. I'm not the all of a look, and I get one to ten looks, one to ten uh, uh, hits um uh, oh, a month, and uh, it just, I just, it just blows my mind. So uh, you have to be able to stand on your own because sometimes people perceive that if you want them uh, in life or you need help, uh, then you want to be with them, and no, I could care less. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so I'm always for helping people being able to stand on your own because you should. That's how we grew up. My great aunts, when I was a child back in the '60s, they said, "Be sure to make your own money," and they were millionaires. They knew uh, they didn't have to get married. They didn't have to whatever. Uh, but uh, be sure to make your own money. I don't care if you're male, female. Be sure to make your own money from here on in forever and a day. Um, food is a way that you can do it. And there are a lot of people that get small farms. They get uh, little urban farms. They can grow food and then sell it off. We want to see more food hubs because this gives an opportunity for uh, your restaurants, your smaller business people to get fresh food items. And that sells. And there are more restaurants now that are making their menus, or at least part of their menu, stating that they have fresh food items on the menu. Now, that's exciting, folks. I know it's a little small to some folks or whatever, but to me, that's exciting. So we need to be a part of that somehow. Not only are we feeding our neighborhoods, feeding our area, but we're also wanting to reach out and make sure that we um, generate some income for those food hubs. 
and how the farmers bring their smaller items there so they can get another income stream coming in and uh, then be able to sell off that fresh goods. Now, of course, yes, go ahead and give some to your food bank. Go ahead and give some to your food pantry. They need it. They're desperate for it. And those are the first things I hear that go off the shelf, the fresh food items. So I don't buy the part that we're in a glut situation of food. I just don't believe that. They must be on the soybean side or they must be on the uh, corn side. I don't know. But uh, the rest of America, when you've got one out of four in some states like Arkansas that's going hungry, you've got one out of five in our town uh, because we have a very um, – what they like to do is the socialism kind of view uh, where they like to keep people poor and they like to keep them hungry kind of thing. I wasn't raised around that, even though we've been here for 50-some-odd years. I wasn't raised around that. We always went out of town to be around the people that we, you know, are akin to as well, say. And they're prosperous people. We we like prosperity for everyone, prosperity for all. And um, so we're not part of that socialism stuff. <laughs> and uh, so uh, our area, our town has one out of five. Now, all the counties around us are one out of six uh, people. Uh, and they're uh, a little bit more prosperous. In our area, which is, we're the largest, we're the third in this uh, city in our state, uh, we're the one out of five that need food. Now, that's horrible, isn't it? And there's nothing more you can say or do. These people aren't going to do it because they want to keep people down the way and keep the wages down and whatever. And uh, that's not the way you do a town, in my opinion. Um, I couldn't do the fraud and the corruption that they want, uh, so I'm not going to run for office. But um, uh, it just mind boggles me. Why wouldn't you want your people to be prosperous? I just don't get it. But, uh, you know, some people say, well, it's enslavement. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and find that real fast here uh, because you do want to do a food hub if you can or if you know somebody, do email us, communitygardenrevolution uh, at gmail.com, communitygardenrevolution at gmail.com, and then also communitygardenmagazine at gmail.com, communitygardenmagazine at gmail.com. I found uh, two lenders, one I kind of like better than the other, but two lenders uh, that would be interested in seeing if your deal could fly and uh, financing you. If you did mixed use, uh, added some housing with that, you'll do it 100%. Otherwise, it's 75% LTV. But uh, And I don't know the rates because I don't know, you know, uh, I think I might know quasi on one of them, but um, it depends upon your project and how well you got put together. But send us the information. We'll be more than happy to go ahead and find somebody that can possibly help you out. We want as many food hubs out there as possible. And uh, we've, we're aware of another one that wants a little bit more expensive projects. But to tell you the honest uh, truth on this, uh, we've got uh, those other two lenders that uh, they can do just as well as that guy, even better. So um, we're probably not going to tell you that guy, <laughs> even though we had for years, but we're not going to now. So um, we're interested in getting some food hub started. Give me a, uh, you know email, and we'll go ahead and get the information out to you real fast, pronto, and uh, see how we can start making those food hubs this year. That's right, food hubs. We did Oregon farming, now we want food hubs. Okay, I know, ice cream for everyone. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and find out about the groundhog weather predictions, if they're accurate or just fake news. And Gary Crawford from the USDA has anchor uh, to this. Is this a fake report? So let's find out uh, what they think. We interrupt this program. We're going to up. Yeah. 
Yes, it was just days ago in the early morning hours of February 2nd when we heard this bulletin. Today is Groundhog Day. Ah, and of course, I remember the words of my friend and agriculture department meteorologist Mark Rusberg, words he has uttered many times to me over the years. Groundhog Day is one of my favorite holidays. I think we have a technical issue. I think we have a technical issue with that, folks. I apologize. Let's see about this other one. Let's see if we're going to have a technical issue. Sometimes uh, the system that we use, uh, the people that we use, they have uh, mechanical whatever. And I do apologize on that. So we may have to play that some other time for you. I do apologize. Um, Let's go to a history of Valentine's Day and its gifts. It says from its origins on how many of our Valentine's Day gifts came to to be. Uh, this annual celebration is steeped in history and culture, and let's find out what Rod says. I hope this works. I don't know. We never know until we hit that button. You know what the t- the, uh, the temperature, what the uh, temperament is of the electronics. So here we go. Let's try to see if this story goes. Ah, the dawn of romance this Valentine's Day. Ah, okay, it's gonna be one of those days. It's going to be one of those days. It ain't going to work. <laughs> so let's go back to the part that we really know about, is the, the part where we're wanting to start my fruit hubs. Let's go ahead with that one. Uh, so uh, give me a, a, a email at a communitygardenmagazine at gmail.com. That's communitygardenmagazine at gmail.com. Or you can go ahead and email me at communitygardenrevolution at gmail.com. Now, also, check out our magazine. It's Community Garden, um Community Garden Magazine, and that's www.communitygardenmagazine.com. And uh, always check out on what's going on there. Uh, we are going to be expanding what that looks like. I don't know that I'm going to make it for the uh, current issue on that one. I may make it for March uh, because uh, we do want to expand the issue. And I think it's going to be very special. Uh, I hope that that increases our uh, folks reading it. Uh, I think it would be a real treat for uh, all the people that are part of our magazine. Uh, because we want to, since they do it for free, we want to make sure that uh, we get all the uh, play for them uh, possible because uh, they are great companies and uh, they do appreciate when you do shop at their places, whether it's online or in the stores. So uh, we say thank you also. And we're hoping, we're hoping we help uh, more of the chains start listening to us more and that we uh, become um, better attuned to helping people start more community gardens. We're waiting and crossing our fingers on somebody and uh, we just hope that uh, they give us the opportunity. We don't know. You know, all you can do is ask, and we know that the uh, CEO knows about it. So uh, we just, you know, that's all you can do, folks, is just throw out the darts and then hope it sticks. So we're hoping uh, they've uh, been there in the past to open up an opportunity that, unfortunately, we had one guy nationally that he just wanted a certain part of the legal part correct or what his way of whatever. And uh, fortunately, we had to go that way, and we did get to present that to you all. So uh, that's just how it went. But uh, at least we know they're still there, and their CEO is trying to figure out how, whatever, and so they sent it on to their marketing department. So um, we're hoping that we can get more push on those community gardens for you. So uh, get more people interested in uh, maybe there's coupons or something. We don't know. We had one company that was said that they would try to do that for us uh, one year. We didn't get a response back the following year. We were supposed to call back uh, or uh, email back a certain time. We just didn't get a response back, so that was too bad. But, um, you know, we're out there trying to see if we can get somebody to juggle loose 
and uh, be able to help you all. So uh, just keep with us. It'll happen. I know it will happen. So just uh, keep uh, attuned. We'll keep you posted what we uh, find out. Now, you do have to make sure that all your uh, family is uh, well-equipped when they go out in the cold. Make sure that they've got the right proper uh, clothing on and do uh, do mittens or gloves or hats whenever needed. And don't let them go out there in the real bad uh, stinking weather. Uh, like I told you before, we talked to somebody from Minnesota before it got really bad on that polar vortex. And she said that the people couldn't stand outside uh, because it was so stinking cold. Uh, so that's what we're wanting you to be aware is that uh, do be careful and that you keep everybody safe. And I've got someone here at the door. What you needing? I need buddy phone number. Oh. <laughs> well, we're live on air, so can I tell you that in about three or four minutes? <laughs> yeah. Come here. I'll write it down for you. Uh, that This is called live radio. Uh, Mom, can you say hi to all the community gardeners out there? Hi, gardeners. How are you? Good to see you. <laughs> She's looking good, too. Got a red sweater on. She's got a new sweater on that she got uh, for Christmas, so she's real excited about it. But uh, we're right down here. She's trying to get a hold of somebody, so uh, we'll, we'll help her out. Now, this is called live radio, folks, so you won't find it on tape. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much. Say goodbye to them all. Bye. Yeah, there you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> here on the radio. Okay, so anyway, with your food hubs, you want to make sure that we uh, do have an opportunity to start those. Uh, that's going to be very important uh, to keep America going and growing. Uh, it was too bad to read in the Wall Street Journal this morning about the farmers uh, doing more bankruptcies. But food, but food is food, and we have to have more of it and diversity of it. Uh, we just don't go in there and just eat strawberries only. Or we just don't go in there and just eat uh, asparagus. We need to have a diversity, and those farmers Somehow they're going to have to think of other products or other ways of making money, too. Um, it's too bad about uh, some of them getting so much debt. That's a very expensive uh, situation to be in. But some farmers are finding out that if you do things in smaller spaces, like with aquaponics, uh, hydroponics, uh, that this is saving time, money, energy, f- fuel, saving um, money on all kinds of uh uh, tools, equipment, whatever, because we had uh, a family member that sold uh, farm equipment uh, years ago. I had a, a place that they sold uh, big machineries, and we also had a family friend that he did a, a dealership of farm equipment. So we've been around some of that stuff in life, um, but uh, it can be a very expensive ordeal, and people just don't realize that these people a lot of times go into debt, big debt. So we're hoping the best for our families and our friends and our farmers. I don't have any family right now in, in um, farming, but but uh, <laughs> but uh, we do want to hope the best for them and uh, do start your community gardens because the need is great. We don't know how much less food that means that we have to buy for, or more food from other nations, but we need to start growing food so in uh, a variety of it. So, all right, we'll start your community gardens today. And you've been listening to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel. Have a great community garden day.